You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey, if you haven't heard about WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach this wonderful Monday morning. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy of Outlines Venture Group. Welcome, Ann. Hey, Jillian. How are you? Doing great. So we've had a pretty good week, and um, we've been working on a number of things, including an investability quotient. Let's talk about that today. Yeah. What is an investability quotient? All right. I'll give it the first shot. So. It's really a calculation of how likely investors are to put money on your startup. It really is designed uh, for investors. Uh, When we go out and do a review of a corporation and say, do you really want to put your money down should you be investing in this company? It's a whole list of stuff around it. So we start with, uh, it's a hypothetical percentage. It's based on a um, assets and attributes of a startup. So the assets can include just all kinds of stuff. Um, what comes to mind? Oh, assets, uh, your CEO talent, your founder team. Uh, what, are, what are they good at? What is their skill set? Um, oh, yeah. Right. If, if you have uh, three wizards and no business person, you're in trouble. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yes, definitely founder balance. Yeah. Um, funds. Oh, how Maybe. much money do you already have in the bank? That is kind of an important issue because the less money you have – it doesn't mean that you're less fundable, but it does mean they can get you for a better price because you're a little more desperate. So money in the bank, that's kind of actually a good thing. You might want to be raising money a little bit sooner than you thought. So that's, a, that's interesting. How about potential market size, uh, where it's located, the stability of that market? 
all of that stuff goes into it. So that, that's kind of the marketing metrics and part of this. And, and the growth potential of the market is yes. very important too. That's right. If the market is there, but it exists and it's already as big as it's going to get, eh, you know, not as interesting as a company where there's a very small uh, percentage of folks doing something and you're coming in at the bleeding edge. Those are the ones that are big, expandable uh, companies, and then you have a higher investability Indeed. All right. Your competitive landscape. Mm-hmm. That's Everybody thinks their idea is the only one in the world, and that's not how it works usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is out there in your competitive landscape? Uh, what, where, how far along are your competitors um, in reaching the market that you want to reach? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can learn a lot from your competition. You could actually... Right look at what they're doing and improve on it. It's true. And sometimes it's really a good idea to know that there is a competitive landscape out there. Um, Investors tend to like to know that they're in a growing industry, not just the only one that was thinking about that because there's probably a reason why you're the only one. I mean, really? Not going to happen. But when there's a healthy competitive landscape, then the question is only, can you be the creme de la creme? Can you take the lead in that field? Indeed. Um, also, if there's an existing landscape around whatever you're doing and you're innovating, uh, isn't that what uh, Dave McClure says, right? Yep. Just innovate a little bit, make it better. Again, investors like that kind of stuff. So what about your product viability? Yeah, and this thing actually work. Uh, so I'd say that's an important piece of it, and you would be the best one to know whether your stuff is likely to work. Um, If you're doing something on the web, you know whether the code is strong and whether it can scale or whether you're going to have to trash this site and build a new one in another few months and what's that going to cost. And Again, part of that is about your investability quotient. If it's a critical part of what you're doing, if you have a subscription-based service that is completely SaaS, um, so it's, you know, software and... uh, there's just no other way to do this, but you're going to have to trash the whole thing and get a larger team and build from scratch and possibly have some interruptions in income. All of that comes together. So building it uh, and just going through this process is a really good idea. It helps you to focus on those things that would make your company most likely to succeed. Pretty good stuff. So product viability, the barrier to entry, your competitive landscape, the potential market size, its location and its stability, and a balanced uh, founding team. In other words, skill sets that you need in all three sectors, finance, uh, the wizardry, if you will, the technology itself, and, of course, the business uh, acumen. If you have those things, you can move forward. Uh, Sometimes one or two bits are in two people. Uh, You don't necessarily need founding teams of three or four or five. But how far along are you in finding those guys uh, or gals, and where are you in the uh, key assets that you need there? And, of course, how much money have you got in the bank? Pretty good. What else do we look at? Well, I think that attributes are important, um, and that's different from assets. And some of the attributes, what would you say, are the top attributes that a company needs? Well, I talk a lot about the assets and attributes of successful CEOs. In this case, we're talking about the attributes and assets of successful companies. So some of that stuff uh, overlaps now. The attribute would be that you do have a a teachable C-team. It isn't just even the teachable CEO, but investors want to know that they're they're not dealing with somebody who cannot... absorb new information, multiple viewpoints, and then assess where they want to move forward. If it's always no and I know better, they're not listening. So teachable C-team, that would be an incredibly important attribute. 
And uh, a corollary to that is uh, how well do they function together under stress? Totally agree. When everything's cool and you're all starting up, everybody's loving everybody and life is good, what's going to happen when things get a little tough? Uh, how will two or three founders perhaps a deal if a fourth founder leaves? The larger the team, the more complex it gets. If there's only two of you, that's fine. Um, you know, what are you going to do when the money gets low? Those kinds of things. Can you work under stress together? In other words, they want to know, have you done it before? Have you worked with each other or with other teams of similar ilk and have proven yourself to be steady? Having a, I don't know, mercurial CEO is kind of fun. I mean, you never know what you're going to expect. But it's also a little like living with, you know, parents of, uh, with alcoholism or something. This is not cool, right? You have to hold the company steady. Investors want to see that you have that ability. So I'd say corporate culture. Well, that's a big one, and that actually mm-hmm. feeds a, a, the, the previous two we were just talking about. Yes, it does. It yeah. tells you who you're likely to work with, um, and if you've chosen your partner well, then the two of you have some symbiosis and, and um, concentration of, of thought around where you want your culture to be, and you kind of naturally have a culture. Um, expanding that into your uh, company is important, but doing it mindfully, I'd say, is a really important thing. Otherwise, when it comes to this investability quotient, and trust me, whatever they call it, it's going to happen before you get your money, um, you do want to say, yeah, we have the kind of corporate culture that can attract and retain best-in-class talent. If you can't, you're kind of sunk because it is one of the attributes that you're going to need. You're going to need best-in-class talent. You're going to need, um, you know, coders and designers and uh, product manufacturers and packaging people and customer service folks, whatever the heck it is you're building, hard product or not. Um, It's critical that you have a culture that can attract those folks because past the minimum viable paycheck, nobody's interested in your job. After they want, after they have a certain amount of money in their lives, people want other things. They want to work on important issues. They want to work on, I don't know, social issues. They want to work on something that is going to change the world. They want to work on something that meets their cultural requirements. And it's different for everybody. You have to decide what it is for you and the kind of folks that you want to attract. Um, your passion around your subject, I think, is kind of important. Absolutely. Uh, it it kind of tells me you're going to work 100 hours a day, and you know that's what they want you to do, although there's only 24. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. So there is this passion around the subject, but it also means not just that you'll work hard or work long. That's not, not always a good thing. But um, that you will work uh, intensely. You will know your subject and you'll research it. I think those are important things. So um, what about industry attributes? Well, that's really <clears throat> that's the core thing. I mean, what's going on in the industry are the attributes of the industry uh, that will support your product. Is the uh, uh, the global landscape conditions, mm-hmm. the industry conditions, are they present? The ones that must be there to support the product or service that you're launching. That's your specialty, global marketing, right. Where does it sit? What do people do? How do they buy? Are you prepared to approach them and all of those kinds of things? Absolutely. So what do you do with this, you know, investability quotient? I say uh, maybe we take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about what to do with an investability quotient once you've got one. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at Outlines Venture Group. We're talking about the investability quotient. It's uh, the quotient we have that just kind of is a percentage number of the likelihood you are to attract an investor's eye. That doesn't mean 100% you're going to get funded if you get a nice high number, but it does mean that you can create a needs list, a list of what you would do to improve the likelihood that you will attract an investor's eye and that you will get funded when you need it. Um, whether or not you need it is a whole nother show, so we hope you'll stick around at CEO Coach. But today we're going to talk about the needs list. So what goes on a needs list, Dan? Well, that's a really good question. Um, why do we create a needs list? Because it indicates what the company needs to become successful. With money or without money, getting one of those is a really good idea. Yeah. Remember, even if you are not going to be funded by anybody else outside, you're investing your time, and your time is money. Time is the only thing on the planet you can't get back. Ergo, it is your most precious asset. If you're building this company, you should do an investability quotient. Should I keep doing this? This is a should I keep doing this list, all right? So the needs list, what goes on it? Well, first, how much money? Yeah, 
are you investing enough money into it? So if we were to look at this and, and say to an investor, for example, here's the investability quotient for this company, then we would say, yeah, are you guys putting down enough money? And if you're not, when is round B, C, D? What are they going to require? When will it be required? And what will each one of those rounds accomplish? So in general, enough money means enough money for now and for how long. That's what you should put in your needs list. What do I need today and do I have it or do I have a clear path to obtaining it? And that could be that you're simply going to sell product or you're going to sell service or whatever the heck it is to get to your next level. That's cool. Second one. What additional skill sets do you need uh, short-term and long-term? Totally agree. Whatever you have in your founding team, likely you don't have enough to go around for an entire uh, C-suite, if you will, of a much more mature organization. After all, you're just starting out. So you may have just one wizard or you may have a wizard and a business partner or implementer, and the two of them are going to move forward. But sooner or later, you're going to need a chief technology officer and a chief marketing officer, and uh, or maybe the CEO type person is the marketing guy, and then somebody else does. You'll figure it out. What are your skill sets today? What are you going to need in the short term? And what are you going to need in the long term? How are you going to pay them? Do you have the funds to simply pay them a paycheck? Or do you have the kind of culture that says, no, everybody's going to kind of buy into the company, so we're going to give them stock plus cash? What will that look like? How will you attract those people? Where are they available? What kind of skill sets are required to make this one happen? Are you a B2C, a B2B? Where can you find them? What will they cost you? All right, so those kinds of things are important, short-term and then long-term. Once you have the needs list, you'll be able to, again, tick them off as you go, and you'll be more mindful about finding what it is you need. So we talked in the last segment about corporate culture. Um, what, how can that be? Uh, what, what part of the corporate culture needs to be on a needs list? Yeah, so the question, I guess, would be the things that would have to change. Um, you might have a corporate culture where you say, okay, we've addressed some of these issues. We haven't codified some. Um, the folks who work here all feel the same way about this. Or maybe we've got some team members that just not resonating. We've got to clean it up. Uh, it depends on where you're sitting today. Many people start a company looking only for skill sets. And when they do, they find that the corporate culture suffers. In other words, there is not a congruence of viewpoint of the world. It makes it very difficult. It doesn't mean everybody has to be the same political party. It doesn't mean they all have to dress the same. It means that they have to agree to work together in a particular set of ways. And that's your corporate culture. We do believe in this. We don't believe in that. We do behave this way to each other and to our consumers, our customers, whatever. And we don't do that. Figure those things out. If you have a strong corporate culture and you've already done all of that work, then you are probably attracting and hiring people who will help to move the company forward. If you haven't done that work, it goes heavily onto your needs list. It becomes ever more important. Again, an entire different show around this, but social media has robbed us of the ability to spin the message. Whatever is true inside your company is going to get out to the general public. And when it does, it represents you as your corporate culture. If you don't have a culture that resonates with your consumers, they will not be your brand evangelists. Therefore, you'll have to fix it. All right. That's why we'll talk about that another time. Now, 
right up there um, next to the corporate culture would be to take that over on the um, operations side. Mm -hmm. What are your processes and practices and do they need to change over time? Sometimes it's as simple as um, scaling or or automating. I get that. Yes, absolutely. But there are efficiencies around it. So the tactical stuff, um, the hard metrics, and yeah, there would be soft metrics around it as well. Again, that culture stuff. Uh, What kind of independence do we give to our customer service team or person or whatever? Uh, What kind of leeway do people have in making their own decisions around anything from engineering to marketing to administrative to customer service and retention? Figure those kinds of things out. Go way back on the questions rather than how do we do this? Uh, Figure out when do we give autonomy? When do we hold a line? What do we do? Yeah. Key employees. Um, that's a needs list thing again. Yep. Who else are you going to need? We talked about that in terms of skill sets. So key employees are the most expensive, but uh, if you're really missing a big one, that, that goes in your instant needs list uh, item. So that's kind of redundant. But maybe the expansion needs issues are more important. How are you going to grow? Do you need new offices? Are you going to franchise your business? Or uh, Do you need partners and channels uh, for marketing? What is it you're going to need to get to the next stage? If you're making hard product, it could be manufacturing uh, or more efficient manufacturing. could be logistics, all kinds of things. So those things go also on your needs list. Uh, Finally, as we look at the kinds of things on the needs list that will reflect the information received from doing the work of an investability quotient, I'd say anything that would stop you from becoming more successful more quickly goes on a needs list. If you could put something and throw an asset at this issue, would you get where you're going either faster, more efficiently, or more profitably? Those are the kinds of things we're looking at for needs lists. And I think it's really important to remember it's not just about needing money. Um, it's about needing all these other things, these other uh, things that should be attributes in your company. It's, most most entrepreneurs say, if I only had the money, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And is it always a question of money? No, I don't think so. Yeah, interestingly, um, it, it's almost not... Uh, it, it's almost never really just a question of money. Sometimes there's money, no question about that. But it's almost not just the question of money. It is a question of the efficiencies of communication, the style of operations, all of those kinds of things that make a difference between making a team that can work together and accomplish your goals and having a team which is somehow foundering and you do not know why. When you see that sort of thing and you say, why can this not get out the door or why is it more difficult than one would anticipate. Look for those kinds of needs lists in assets or attributes that are preventing the fast success of whatever it is you're building. Those kinds of things come out of an investability quotient. They say, hmm, what we see is a lack of this and an asset over there and so on and so forth. There are going to be holes in your Swiss cheese. The more holes, the more problems you've got. This is Jillian Music with uh, Ann Kennedy of Outlines Venture Group at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! 
How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended... Guys, are you suffering from FD? Fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia. On demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. You have made it to the Merchant Help Desk. We'll break down ways to succeed in your online marketing operation, SEO for e-commerce, legal issues, PCI compliance, and more. Merchant Help Desk, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We're talking about an investability quotient, the assets and attributes required for a successful corporation, for successful growth and advancement in your industry. We call it an, uh, an investability quotient. We uh, kind of create it as a percentage of a whole, and we look at it from an investor side over here at Outlines Venture Group. So, we look at it to say, how likely is this company to succeed and return the kind of uh, you know, ROI, return on investment, that we would like if we put money down, right? And any um, rational venture capitalist will do this, and any rational angel group or individual angel investor will do this. So it's an important thing to take a look at, and whatever you call it, right? I know a gentleman calls it the fundability um, of a company and so on. It, it hardly matters. The point is that you look at it from the eyes of an investor rather than from your own eyes. Pull yourself out of your current role and look at your company from the eyes of an investor. Would they put money down, even if you are not planning? to take investment funds. This is an excellent exercise for your company. Let's recap some of the things that go into the concept of an investability quotient, Dan. Well, we start off with assets, and the assets are what you have on hand as any other kind of asset. Uh, balanced founder team, what are their skill sets? Are they complementary? Do you have all the bases covered in terms of skill sets that you need to be successful? Um, funds, of course, money is important. 
Um, but uh, more than that, the potential of your market, you know, what, what is the possibility in this market that you want to enter? Is it just a great idea or is it as a, a great idea with uh, what we call legs? <laughs> Can it run the, run the distance? Um, and that also includes your competitive landscape um, and including what barriers they might be to entry, which may or may not have to do with your competition, uh, but certainly need to be considered, and your product viability. So those are all your, your assets. Anna. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'd say in terms of funds, it doesn't mean that you already have lots of funds in place, but do know that you get a better deal when you've got some uh, runway to play with. That's important. Secondarily, though, even if the funds are not sitting in your bank now, do take a look at what your potential earning power is for, say, the next three to six months. We're not really just looking at the hard number of gross income or funds. We're looking at what your runway looks like, and that says, what's the difference between the amount of money I can earn and the amount of money I need? It might be a lot less. Um, In terms of things like Competitive landscape, remember, a healthy competitive landscape, which means there's lots of competitors, can mean a really good thing. It means you're in a space that's growing, everybody's interested in it, there are lots of players in it, and you have a better mousetrap. You've innovated. So focus that one. And finally, the product viability. Do make sure that you are solving a real issue, not just something that was cute. So uh, in innovations, that's an important issue. I'd say the next one is around attributes, right? Yeah, and attributes are so important, mm-hmm. and they're different from assets mm-hmm. because they have to do with uh, uh, kind of softer metrics. Can mm-hmm. you, um, is, is your C-team teachable? Um, right. So how would you make demonstrable information around is my C-team teachable? Right. You would have to look for your own case studies. I think that's an important thing. Look carefully, if you will, from a distance now as you speak with your CTO or your CMO or your CFO, whatever it is. In other words, your partner. Look and see whether or not when you bring information, can they listen and look to yourself to see the same thing? How do you respond when other people come in with alternative ideas? Or do you even have an open door? Are you listening to them? So you want to cover those kinds of things? You want to create a needs list around what you've got in terms of assets and attributes. And when you have a needs list, it says, where are the holes in my Swiss cheese? What do I need to be more successful in a shorter period of time, which means more efficiently, and with greater amounts of success? It means that I'm likely to return more money to those who would invest in me, including myself. Okay. So create your own investability quotient. Take these... uh these assets and attributes, make your lists and make a list of what you think you'll need to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have trouble thinking, look at other successful companies mm-hmm. and see, and also look at what they have that you have not or the other way around. And then rank all this in an order of importance. Yes, ranking it in order of importance would say, what am I going to need immediately first? So it's kind of about a timeline. But it also says, well, if I had this, it would be good. If I had that, it would be a deal breaker. That would mean I win. Make sure that money isn't the thing that makes you win. We get that money is critical, but put that one aside and then rank everything else. You'll really see what it is that you can improve in your company even before you become invested. So that's an important thing. I will... But again, yes, look at successful companies who have already done stuff in that space and those who are doing it. That's your best source of information. What have they got that we have or haven't got? How likely are we to succeed? 
then list those processes, the culture issue, the other soft metrics that you see that need improving so that you can build this raving fan customer base that will do your market for you. In other words, referral type stuff, right? Um, Figure that out so that you can build it from the inside out and determine how likely you are to become the apple of an investor's eye. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We hope you'll download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, through iTunes, iHeartRadio, the Android and Apple app, uh, applications now as well. And we hope that you'll stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Hit the like button so we know you're out there and put in your questions. We'll try to get those answered right here at CEO Coach. Till next week, this is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.